0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad uh,
1: two thirty four on the six thirty Chad afternoon news the Friday of a long weekend. I know lots of you have lots of great things uh, going on. Thanks for the text at 6.30, 630. Uh next weekend though. There's a, a great event taking place. It is the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Foundation holding its second annual. Ride for, for courage. courage. The Ride for Courage, and it's around Pigeon Lake. Uh, to find out more this afternoon, we are joined by former Edmonton Center MP Lori Hahn, Dallas Smith, who is with the uh, Glen Rose Foundation, and Dave Rayborn, who has been a patient at the Glen Rose. Welcome, gentlemen.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Now, uh, first off, Lori, let's start. Tell us about the ride itself, and how did you get involved?
2: Well, I got involved basically through Dallas <laughs> Smith and, and, and David and uh, R- Richard Cotter, who's the sort of primary organizer. And it was the way they, uh, they wanted to do something a little bit different to, to raise funds, but not step on some of the other things that Glen Rose is doing. So they came up with the idea of a 58.5-kilometer a ride around Pigeon Lake. And uh, last year was the first one. It, w- it went off really well. So this year we want to make it a little bit yeah. bigger, a little bit better, as, as always. And it, it's not a race. It's a fun ride. So anybody can come out and do it, whether you're a serious biker or just a you know, Sunday biker like like me. And it, it's to raise money for the Glen Rose Rehab Hospital Foundation, for the hospital, for the great work they do. And David's a prime example of, of the great work that they've done.
1: Yeah, I want to talk to Dave in just a second. But Dallas, tell us uh, what the found, Tell us about the foundation and the work that you do and what's going on at the Glen Rose these days.
3: The Glen Rose is the most well-kept secret we have in Edmonton. People drive by it, they know that it's there, and they but they don't realize what all it does. They think when Grandpa has a stroke, he goes in there, or when somebody has a heart attack. The Glen Rose is cradle to grave. Virtually every premature baby born in the area ends up in there, really? right from the hospital, and many of them are in and out of there for life. Burn patients, a lot of our military that come back with a lot of mental health issues, physical issues, amputations, they're in the Glen Rose. So everybody goes to to the Glen Rose, and it just people don't know about it. So, this raises profile, this raises money, and it's just a lot of fun. It's not another gala, it's not another golf tournament. <laughs> it's a ride around Pigeon Lake. And how hard can that be? There's only
1: 18 <laughs> yeah. hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, Mr. Spin Master. <laughs> I know you. I know Lori. I'm going to talk to Dave now. Dave, tell us what the Glen Rose did for you.
4: The Glen Rose gave me my life back. What happened? I was biking. <laughs> um, Range Rover 223, uh, September twenty second 2011. I was going down this little hill and I hit a pothole. Front wheel came off and I smashed my head. I was wearing a helmet, which saved my life. So wear helmets, everybody. And it um, put me into a coma. I was in a coma for five months at the U of A hospital. Wow. And then from there I went I was luckily I got accepted to go to the Glenrose after I passed my Glasgow coma scale, which means I'm Functioning Functioning at somewhat of a level. And I got to the Glenrose. I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, I couldn't eat, I couldn't do anything for myself. And in three short months at the Glenrose I was playing basketball and tennis with my physical therapists. That's
1: amazing. That gives me goosebumps when you tell me that story. That is just simply amazing.
4: And I I was at my lowest, 129 pounds at the U of A hospital, and I went in at 190. Oh. and. I gained all that back at the Glen Rose, so they and fed me well. And that's New a world. good
1: thing in your case. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it was great. They got a good kitchen. Yeah. yeah. They got a good kitchen. So,
1: so Dave, I mean, do you do you remember those early days at the Glen Rose and the struggle to, to learn how to do all of these things over again and how they helped you take those steps to be fully able to, to do it again?
4: I, I have been traumatic amnesia from a lot of it but i do remember the amazing therapists that are there and the amazing help that i got um i remember walking being trying to walk to learn to walk again was probably the hardest thing i've ever had to do in my life and it was i struggled for Many many weeks trying to learn how to walk again.
1: But to learn how to walk again after only three months. When when
4: your when your legs are so atrophied from yeah. just laying in a bed for almost half a year, mm-hmm. right? So.
1: So there's the physical part of it. What mm-hmm. about the brain side of it? How did they work with you to, um, you know, speech and remembering oh my things, gosh. all of that? Yeah,
4: so. I'm lucky. I have my aunt is a world-renowned speech therapist, um, Dr. Carolyn Musselwhite out of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> uh, shout out to you, Carolyn. <laughs> You're the best. Uh, she she worked with me, and she actually helped with that side of it, but yeah. she worked with the therapists along that line. Yeah. But it was, <clears throat> it was a part where... My brain just couldn't put any like my things were in there. I just had to get somehow they had to figure a way to get them out.
1: Yeah, get them back in the right order and yeah. coming out the right uh, pathways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know your dad's here with us today. Wayne joined yeah. us as well. My chauffeur. Us as well. Your <laughs> chauffeur. And, you know, for for parents as well who are going through this with with their, their children, I, I mean, I'm guessing that there's a lot of support for them as yeah. well, Dallas. Yes, it's a family
3: oriented thing. The patient is one thing but without the family, without the family mm-hmm. support, it just doesn't work as well so they know that that's there we're doing we're some work with Ronald McDonald House where there's now a family room that is going to open up in the Glen Rose so that the families can stay there if they're from out of town the The scope of what goes on at the Glen Rose, we could sit here and talk for hours mm-hmm. about. Um, so it's it's really important that we, we do talk about it more and you find out what's going on there, watch the news, listen to the stuff. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a girl that left her shift at uh, serving at Earl's on Jasper Avenue, was hit by a car. They didn't expect her to live. She, with the Glen Rose, the hospital and another institution, she ended up walking out of the place. She's still got some issues, but... As David said, it gave him his his life yeah. back. The hospitals, the critical care units will save your life, and but the Glen Rose you. will give, give it back. back to you. They'll yeah. give you a quality of life that'll allow you to live again.
2: Hmm. And that's why I joined the, the foundation. I mean, I first became really aware of the Glen Rose when our folks were coming back from Afghanistan in right. various states of mental and physical disrepair. And I just saw the unbelievable work they did. And I'm familiar with what happens in the U.S. as well on the, on the veterans' side and so on. And there is no place in North America like the Glen Rose. It is unique in the entire continent for for its completeness of of care.
1: And, Laurie, this year, um, the event this year, is actually joining forces with the forces. Yeah. Tell us about that.
2: Well, we had the military out last year. We had the garrison commander and, and his uh, RSM, and, and we had a number of riders. We're going to have the uh, head of the... Uh, uh, military medical services uh, organization, a full colonel here, uh, and his regimental sergeant major, and we'll have a number of riders. We've got the military uh, wives choir are <laughs> going to come out yeah. and uh, and volunteer, do basic volunteering, and also single Canada, and I suspect they'll do a better job than, than <laughs> the three of us would do. <laughs> so it, it is very much a civilian military uh, event, because the, the Glen Rose is very much serves the Absolutely. M- civilian and military uh, uh, populations of, of not just Edmonton and Alberta, but of Canada.
1: Well, and if you um, remember the story of you know, Paul Franklin, and you've that, read his, I know, his, for, I know, you know Paul, Paul well. very well. And you read the book um, that was written about what mm-hmm. happened in Afghanistan and the recovery yep. and what talks about the Glen Rose and what they did for him.
2: Well, I met him actually on January 24, 2006. The election had been the night before. Mm-hmm. And I went out to the airport because I knew some wounded soldiers were coming back and met Rick Hillier for the first time. And Paul Franklin was on that airplane, and his his wife and, uh, and, and son were, mm-hmm. were there as well. And, of course, he was comatose. Yeah, uh, He was so drugged up and whatnot. But I got to know him over the years, and that's the kind of thing that attracted me to the Glen Rose. Yeah. And speaking of books, David has a book out that he probably wants to tell you about.
1: Do you? Tell me about your book, Dave.
4: Do I? Oh, my <laughs> word. I had a book book launch for it last Sunday. Okay. What's the name of it? My dad can verify what's going on. <laughs> you were there, too. <laughs> I was there. Yep. There was over 300 people that Wonderful. showed up. What's the name of the book, Dave? The uh, Hey, guys, did I miss anything? Hey,
1: guys, did I miss <laughs> anything? And it tells... And,
4: and the subtitle is um, A Journey Back and Stories from Five Months in a Coma. Wow.
1: I'm going to yeah. look forward to reading that one. Yeah,
4: it's on Amazon.com. Okay.
1: Dave, Ray- David Rayborn. I keep calling yes. you Dave. Sorry. Yeah. I keep calling you Dave. Uh, Dave. I didn't want to say anything, I but know. I don't know. It's all right. If you start calling me <laughs> by my real name, we'll have a tussle. Uh, David, before we let you go here, do you still go to the Glen Rose for checkups, treatments,
4: for a tune-up? Um, I, I did uh, post getting released. Not released, but yeah. <laughs> escaping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did... Uh, for a little while, I had outpatient therapy, but um, that ended, and now I just go back for bike committee meetings.
1: Very good. Baron, that's, to, that's, to gotta nice. this thing. that's gotta be nice. That's gotta be nice. Well, Dallas Smith. You look like you have something to say.
3: I do. I just want to remind everybody that it's next Saturday, September 9th, at Pigeon Lake, 58.5 kilometers. You can still um, sign up there. Yeah, too. we'll start getting things going around 9. Everybody knows that our mayor, Don Iveson, is an avid mm-hmm. rider. He's going to be out there at the beginning. He's helped us do some promotional work for it, too. So it's uh, go out there. So go online, courage.ca. CourageRide.ca. Courage <laughs> And or if you you know just at the last minute get out you can register when you get out there you won't get your T-shirt till later and but you, you can, can support a rider online as well. Awesome. Yes.
1: Okay, and Pigeon preferably Lakes.
4: David Rabone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon Lake's a big spot. Where on Pigeon Lake are we meeting at the village? Or it's on
3: the North Shore, Sandholm, Sandholm Community Hall,
1: Sandholm Community yeah. Hall. Okay. Well, best of luck, and I'm glad to see you guys back this year for the second edition for the ride, uh, uh, ride for Courage, at Pigeon Lake next Saturday, day. David, thank you for joining us again. Yeah. Always great to see you, Lori. Always great to catch up.
2: Thanks, Jennifer Lynn.
1: And Jennifer Lynn, yeah, you know
2: it. <laughs> That's you my daughter's it. name.
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> and Dallas, we usually run into each other at Deluxe Burger Bar over there in Twilliger, so it's nice to have you in studio. Thank you and best of luck Thanks. with the event. A lot of you sharing your... Experiences with the Glen Rose and its staff, all calling them pretty much miracle workers this afternoon. Uh, whether you've been in a motorcycle accident, a bicycle accident, you had a brain infection, so many stories coming in. Thank you for sharing. And again, uh, it's a pedal bike uh, uh, ride, not a motorcycle ride. It's a pedal bike ride. So, hey, uh, how old's uh, Laurie Hahn? Uh, he's, uh, I think he's about 64. I hope I look that good at 64.
0: The <laughs> oh, last three times he's been here, he's shown up on his bike. And I, you know what I thought? Actually, he's 70. He's 70. Yeah, Lori's 70. And I called him out on it the last time.
1: Because um, be- when he shows up for this uh, for, to talk about this event, he's in like riding he's shorts. In his, and-
0: yeah, those tight bike shorts yeah, and the you know the padded bums. And- yeah, yeah, the kind of thing you see guys in bike races wearing. Uh, and I called him out on it last time because my suspicion was that he had driven here and then you know <laughs> changed in the washroom. Uh, but his bike's actually uh, locked up at the bottom of the fire escape outside yeah. of our building here. And, and may I add, unless he got here an hour before that conversation,
1: he didn't break a sweat.
0: D- had not broken a sweat. Oof. I broke a sweat trying to get a better view of his bike.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. And only 56K around Pigeon Lake. <laughs> well, Jeez. and what's amazing too is that Dallas, who was here, who's on the, on the foundation, I was teasing him about being a spin master. He's a spin class and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dallas has lost about 100 pounds. That's right, yeah. Um, from riding. Wow. Spin class and working and eating properly and all the stuff, but he really big into spin classes. Huh. And I don't know, have you ever done a spin class? I have not. Oh, yeah. And uh, I obviously did it wrong. I, I obviously had my seat in the wrong spot or not the proper padding <laughs> because my yeah was sore for a year later. Like, I could not sit on a bicycle seat, could not. It was awful.
0: You know, uh, back... It was when a great was, workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bike seats have never been comfortable. Almost died. Uh, other than uh, banana seats, right? When you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found a bike seat when I was a kid that was so comfortable yeah. and padded and soft and everything. And then friends of mine pointed out uh, apparently it was a girl's seat. Oh, yeah. So I took it off. And then when I became an adult, I searched for that seat. <laughs> My friends could tell me it's a girl's seat all they want. I'll tell you what it is. It's comfortable. A texter wants to know, is there a certain amount of money you need to raise in order to ride?
1: You know what? I don't know the answer to that. My apologies, but if you go to uh, courageride.ca, courageride.ca, the information, there. Yeah. The information uh, yeah, is right there. Uh, I bought one of those padded seat covers to put on top of the seat at the spin class. Okay, that didn't work either. Really? And considering how much padding I have, you think it wouldn't have been a problem. The
0: bike I have now that I ride all summer long, very comfortable to seat, and and so is the bike. It has no gears. It's uh, think of a sort of a 1950s kind of retro yeah. thing. Um, uh, Carol has a similar bike. Mine's red. Hers is blue. I've got a basket on the front and a little bell. And i don't care that's the you know what if if there's an advantage to getting older, especially the way Lori Hahn's doing it, but it, just in general, if you're getting older, you get to do things that you wouldn't have done years earlier for fear of ridicule mm-hmm. uh, now i don't care i just I'll ride my little bike, and it, you know you're totally upright, oh, yeah. you know. Like it there will. should be a soundtrack to it or something. Well,
1: it's like you should be through a field or something. Right, right. And, you know, it should be a dog prancing Raindrops keep you. falling exactly. on my head. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And picnic, uh, picnic basket in the basket. Yes. And ribbon streamers. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, that and the fact, uh, not only did I get older, but I became a parent at some point, right? And so that's the other thing, too, is because the kids all have the neat-looking bikes, and then you go buy slushies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nobody's got any way to carry no. them safely. So that's the other thing. I've actually got a cup holder, and I'm not making this up, uh, attached to my bike. Mm. that fits a slushy
1: <laughs> my brother has those at the <laughs> yeah, really? park in Traverse City let <laughs> me know. tell you but what he doesn't have because they have the same bikes the mm-hmm. big you know yeah. the kids have the whatever mountain bikes but they, yeah. b- they had the big whatever bikes but the seat didn't go high <laughs> It was not adjustable, so I'm trying to ride it.
0: Oh, no. And my
1: legs were.
0: You know, all seats are adjustable. Yeah, I don't Uh, think you put enough effort into it.
1: Mm. Well, this one was right down because actually I think it was um, my sister in law's mom's, and she's short, so Mm -hmm. I think they just left that was it. But yeah, it was like, okay, this isn't going to last for long.
0: Do you remember uh, banana seats and sissy bars? Yes. Oh, I had the best ever bike when I was a kid. Five speed, banana seat. And the higher the sissy bar, the better. Remember that? Some sissy bars were ridiculously high, and they were easy enough to install four bolts, right? And, yeah. and it was on, so even a kid could figure it out kind of thing.
1: But do you ever remember, you know, hurting yourself? Not, not like David hurting himself, but all of us had a massive wipeout and oh, sure. the road rash right up your leg. And yes. I, I, I was doing a riding double on the back of a bike, mm-hmm. bare feet, and guess what happened? Wipeout? No, my feet got stuck <gasps> in the spokes. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Let's just move on. From and then that my brother story.
1: had uh went our over tea kettle once and got road rash in places that You know
0: Yeah. The worst uh Pedal bicycle uh, wipeout I ever had, and and I had several growing up as we all did. Uh, But was when I was uh, an adult.
1: Wasn't as an adult. It hurts more when you fall.
0: And 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 I tell you how it happened. And in hindsight, I don't know this was destined to happen. I don't know what I was thinking, but Hunter was not old enough. Uh, to be in school yet, but Maddie was. So that's how many years ago it was. And I thought it would be a great idea. I I normally picked up Maddie after school that I would bring her bike there instead and then we could all bike home, Mm. right? But Hunter had a hard time pedaling up some of the hills. So I had him tied to my bike with a (laughs) rope. So I'm pulling his bike with my bike and then I'm guiding Maddie's bike with one Uh. hand beside my bike. And all I remember is... At some point, her bike became entwined with Uh my bike, and I went over the handlebars, and no helmet, uh, hit the pavement, and then Hunter rode over me. And the (laughs) only other thing I remember about that, the only other two things were Hunter laughed. Of course. Because it's all in the delivery. And number two, I wiped out, like, really loudly and really, you know, pretty obviously, right in front of a guy who was cutting his grass. (laughs) And he literally didn't even turn off the lawnmower. Like he stopped for a second, he looked, and then he just kept going. And neighbor, like I, thanks, buddy. You got
1: some good neighbors, eh?
0: I know. And then I bent both bikes. Two of the bikes were bent now, and so the wheel wobbled on the way. It was like just horrific. And then you know,
1: what's that Benny Hill theme song?
0: It was exactly <laughs> like that. And now, in hindsight, had I had that uh, videotaped, oh, that's a viral video right there. Oh yeah. There. But, yeah, you, know, you, back you could then,
1: have won $10,000 on American Time videos or oh, whatever it
0: is. Totally could have, yeah.
1: That's why people record everything. I know.
4: The
0: 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.